Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you will ever need in any role-playing game ever. You just have to listen to enough episodes. Have you listened to all the episodes? No? Well, go back and do it. I haven't listened to all the episodes and I'm on some of them. Some of them? Most of them. At this point, yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I'm Zancy Weber. That voice belonged to... Dom Guilfoyle. Help me, help me out of here. And also at the table... My name's Tally Grimley, children. Oh, well, God. That, that was bad. Shouldn't have prompted him with teacher voice at the start of the uh, recording. <laughs> and yeah, so what we do is we take inspiration from a Magic the Gathering card and a random word, and we create three plot hooks for you to use in your game if I you chose Jews. I need a shower after that. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I'm. Yeah, I hate that. I mean, you can't undo it. It's no, recorded. Yeah, it, it, there's no such thing as audio editing. No. Uh, if it was, it'd probably be my job, and I'd regret some choices I'd made. Oh, well, yeah. um, no, I'll never admit that that exists. Okay. Fair. So, we all know each other very well, so let's just get straight into it. Well, I mean, do, do we? Clearly, I don't even know myself very well if no. I came out with that at the beginning yeah, of, exactly. of an episode. I, I think that self-actualization is not my responsibility, Tully. Well, well, I think well, that's why I'm taking charge of it here. And <sighs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is I think... I think we all need to get to know each other better and oh, as a community get to know yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Right. Uh, and well, so, Do you have a solution to this problem of not knowing one another well enough? I think I, 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 think I do. I've got, I've got a question that I might ask you guys and see if, see, if, see if we can all sort of contribute to the circle here. Mm-hmm. Um, what, is the, what is the thing you did in character that you most disliked doing out of character? I mean... Torture? Almost disagreed with, I guess. Torture. Dis- oh, so, like, not I felt uncomfortable do- role-playing this, but, like, you did something that you as a person would not do in real life? Yeah. Torture. Killing people. <laughs> yeah, like, we've done some bad things in character, I'm sure. Like, I've definitely, like, m- like tortured and killed people. Not, yeah. In my, in my real life, I spent and most the, of my yeah. time... Not avoiding people. situations where I may have to uh, torture and kill people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I I, I kind of just go with the flow, to be honest. I mean, if we're excluding like the obvious torture and killing stuff, is that mm. we're going? What's, yeah, well, what's I yours, mean, Tully Grimley? You start. Okay, well, I think mine that mine was knowing full well out of character that the thing I was investigating was uh, a creature much higher level. Than I was supposed to be facing on my own, um, and still walking up to it, uh, still deciding to check out this mysterious hole in the wall that had a beak coming from it. Um, 
which and in real life you're a coward and would never do that exactly uh, if life, I saw I'm a hole coward. in the wall with a beak I would definitely investigate I'm sorry maybe I would die yeah. but that's just what uh, I would do that I'd put a 50-50 odds that whatever it is that has that beak is cute so maybe yeah. you see it and it's cute before you die <laughs> that's I mean, fair that's I, fair I guess the thing one, like if we're excluding all of the the evil and violent stuff you do like one thing that my character has done that I have not and probably won't do in real life is just picked up a stranger at the bar and, and fucked them yeah that's fair yeah I haven't done that in real life I, and I don't have the social skills or n- lack of anxiety to do that I mean it didn't turn out well for my, ca- for my character on one of the cases where I did that because like while my character was coming uh, the, the, the man on top of her turned into a demon lord and mind controlled her oh because my because, right because, I remember that because my DM I guess didn't mm. think how how the, the, the traumatising that the could bad be. implications of that and the fact that I was just like well, I don't actually want to roleplay this too much because that's really traumatic. So I'm just going to quietly mention your next session. It's like, hey, you know what that was? was. So yeah, yeah. Content that's... warning for that <laughs> after the fact, I guess. But oh, man. yeah, like Jesus Christ, man, think through your shit. That's definitely a conversation you have with your players beforehand. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, as a DM, never involve yeah. any sort of sexual violence yeah, in your I think campaign. That's a don't pretty even, good rule. Don't even bring it up. Just don't have it in there. And if your players bring it up. Say Pause the campaign no, and say no, that didn't you. happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, along the same lines is something my character was doing that was just like, this is not not. F-. We we're playing a campaign where basically you start level zero, and just with a background, it wasn't it wasn't five e. And then when you go on your next mission, you'll have some levels or some or, or some abilities or what have you. And he was just a soldier, and he was just there fighting for what he thought was right and it was a diplomatic mission and it just so happened that after all the other jobs were delegated it fell to him to seduce a guard mm-hmm. and then after that had happened and, and it had kind of been okay because it was just kind of like flirty distraction and then again it fell to him to seduce the mistress of the house uh-huh. and then it was three times in one session and it ended up that that character went on to become that kind of uh, person that Sed- kind of bard-esque a seductress. yeah uh, <laughs> and it was just kind of like this is not what he was signing up for this is not what I was expecting when I went into yeah. this game um, but yeah it just became about me seducing my way through this diplomatic uh, encounter uh, wow, and yeah. it was like, all right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what, you, what uh, you're talking about there, Zane. You <laughs> yeah. are the most uh, the most flirtatious person I know. Yeah, what a yeah. strange coincidence that two of the three things from these fucking D and D podcast host nerds is <laughs> what things we wouldn't do in real life be sexually <laughs> yeah. like be, be how, like exp- yeah. Have some sort of sexual, com- sexual confidence or prowess. Yeah, what a shot. Here at Hooked, uh, we like to defy the stereotypes. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, I fuck all the time, but, like, we don't need... Oh, don't fuck. Look. Don't fuck. I, I, and, I Tully's, have... and Tully's poly. Like, I, I have not been... I have. Is that okay that we're saying that on a podcast? No, we can edit that out. I sorry. mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I have... Is often fallen to me personally in real life to charm someone into not being a terrible person or to a certain way of thinking, but it's never been seduction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always been uh, friendly, 
convincing. Uh, my, yeah. my, in real life, my approach is often the opposite to that, where I call, uh, where I call them out on their shit and have a fight and lose <laughs> a friend. But fuck, fuck them. On an unrelated note, Dom has been banned from Twitter. I mean, I'm sure that's come up before. <laughs> Definitely. So Graham yes. Linehan isn't my friend, but I sure did wish violence upon him on Twitter and get banned. <laughs> But he's been bad now too. Okay. Anyway, remember now, when this was a D&D podcast. Now we really know a lot about each other. Maybe a little more, bit more than we're comfortable with. So now's the so time where more. we get into the actual podcast. So the card that we are taking inspiration from today is Dance of the Mance. Now, the artist is Yong Hao Han and it is a sorcery. Does anyone want to describe what we're looking at here? So it's like a... Uh it's it, it's an interesting looking building. I can't quite make out what the style sort of is, but it's 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 a building, and all of the chandeliers and the the chaise lounge and the wardrobe. Was that a wardrobe? No, it's a. I think it's a clock. grandfather clock. Yeah. And the paintings, they're all flying around. And there's a man walking through the door with his arms outstretched, like what the? F- I leave for five <laughs> seconds and I come back to this, and the implication is that everything in the house has kind of come to life and is just doing its own thing now. Yeah. Yeah, it so, kind of looks like a watercolor Beauty the Beauty and the Beast scene. Yeah, kind of, except with no faces on the furniture. Mm. And the random word that we are looking at is despair. Despair. So, who would like to go first with their pledge? Oh, I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, so, as this as a reward for um, Solving a, solving the problems of a society, as is so often the way. I think in this case, maybe like a forest dwelling or like a druidic sort of uh, town or group of people, the party is given, in addition to whatever other monetary awards they probably will have bartered for because D&D players, they are also given a seed, like a large seed. It's the size of like a cricket ball sort of thing and very... Very heavy. It's surprisingly heavy for its size, and the party are told like this will give you shelter, like by the cryptic druid people who are giving it to them. And then you know, whenever it is down the road, presumably when they're when they're resting, uh, someone is probably going to plant this seed, and from it will grow a house. Nice. That's the pledge. Tell him. Yes. So there's a mansion sitting uh, on a hill on the outskirts of town. No, there isn't. It's in town. Oh. I'm just blocking you. I'm it's, just being yeah, it's, bad improv. Yeah, it's the no-butt school of improv <laughs> no here. Of, yeah. yeah, no, it's my favourite. absolutely love it. No, uh, but it is your least favourite. <laughs> it is my least favourite. Um, <laughs> so there's a mansion on the outskirts of town. Um, and this is home to, a, to an old merchant uh, who's seen better days. He has trouble walking these days, doesn't get out very much, but he's amassed a, a nice amount of wealth. He promises great things to anyone who can uh, who can bring him some company. Um, he's simply lonely, is all. But um, anyone who tries to tries to go and keep him entertained, they seem to they seem to walk away angry at him. They don't they don't want to be a part of his life. He's just an un, unpleasant man. Um, but one day, a man strolls into town, having heard tales of this a man called Renick, who decides that he could provide some company. Surely, he's a friendly man, a magic pra- practitioner, and he. Makes people happy all the time. So, he joins in, and uh, a couple hours later, he walks walks out with an enormous bag of gold. It seems he is the first person who's been able to actually keep this man company, to, to make him happy. And everyone wonders how on earth he did this. 
Obviously magic. Obviously magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So Renick kept the hermit company, came out with money. Mm-hmm. And everyone wonders, I how? Me? Gold hey? for me? Okay. Um, I steal the gold. Rolls <laughs> dice. Uh, mine is a similar pledge in that perhaps a seafaring campaign. There is an island with a very visible uh, mansion uh, and grounds and surrounding buildings. Uh, and it is pretty pristinely kept. Uh, but on further investigation, um, there is, it's kind of like there's rooms that are pristinely put together, but smell weird. It don't smell like damp cloth and decaying furniture and none of the furniture seems to be decaying or um, or anything in the pristine rooms but in the broken down rooms time seems to have passed maybe 20 30 years where plants have tried to overgrow the the mans you can see that they've actually been either like pulled away or, or chewed away um yeah, and so it is uh, a mansion and, and surrounding grounds, eerily quiet. Some rooms that are pristine, some that are broken down, and the and a weird smell pervades the whole place. And you seem to be alone on the island. There, there are birds and animals, but they don't really have much to do with the mansion. They don't seem to have any great fear of it, but uh, the mansion seems to be very well kept from the outside. But time has passed in certain rooms. And that's my pledge. Mm, cool. We're taking a break here. I'm going to put an ad here, right here, and then we're going to come back. That's right. We're capitalists now. Bitch. That's right. Buy things for us. <laughs> Buy me jewelry. Buy me jewelry. Yeah. He goes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay. Let's turn these pledges into something more interesting. Dumb. So, the party will go into this house. Um, I will clarify, just so it's not confusing, uh, this seed once planted, effectively you are casting uh, Golda's Tower, which is an existing spell in D&D, which allows you to... Um, let me bring it up. It's a... You conjure a two-story tower made of stone, wood, or similarly sturdy materials. The tower can be round or square in shape. Each tower of the tower is 10 feet tall. And it's got a bunch of stuff. Look that up in your own time. Except that in this case, the tree... The, Sorry, the tower is a tree. It is a hollow tree with all of these different floors and, uh, like, amenities, but all of them, like, kind of growing out of the wa- floors and the walls and stuff. And as the... Um, but it's combined with the other spell, like the bard spell, I can't remember right now, because I've got to look that up, where... I think it's a bard spell, where it also has manservants and stuff in there as well. Oh, uh, Morden Kynan's sure. Magnificent Mansion. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. So it's like kind of a combination of the two, where it's sturdy and 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 imposing. Maybe it's just Morden Either either way, this is conceptual. 
uh, <laughs> because it's also like modern kindness because there are manservants and such uh, that are kind of like kind of like Sylvan's sort of mm-hmm. situation. They're, they're clearly uh, plant people and they are they exist to serve. They are so happy to they grow out of the walls and the floors whenever they're called upon and they're just like, oh, what is your wish? So is this something that can move? I, I will get I'm about to get to that. Uh, okay. So on the ground floor, the ground floor is earth. Uh, it is just the, the dirt ground where you planted the seed and in the centre is where you planted the seed and it kind of grows up around you and you can climb the stairs and that sort of thing. But when you take just take a spade and dig up that seed, it all just kind of back down into the uh, back down into the seed, and you can replant it later. Basically, it's given you a free sort of uh, given the buddy a free place that they can reliably rest and uh, and plan and that sort of thing. They've given them. You've given them. This is a pretty powerful thing to give them, but you've given them a mobile fort, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah and uh, you can make all of the characters that live there NPCs and such. And yeah, it's. Kind of just a chill thing that the party will be like, yeah, we'll, we'll get used to this, we'll take advantage of this. But one thing I will say, you give this to them at a point where I was going to, I said like a forest or something, because you want them to plant it, get used to planting it outside. Because at some point, because, you know, Dungeon Masters, you'll probably send them to an unpleasant place. <laughs> like no. The, uh, like the Underdark or the Elemental Plane of Fire, or just somewhere where a tree isn't going to like happening, and that's where the prestige is going to happen. I don't think there are any Elemental Planes that a tree would like. Earth, maybe. Everything yeah, else. I mean, maybe if you can, like, yeah. Find a big enough space. Exactly. Uh, yes. Um, yes, sorry. What is it called? Yes, uh, I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I wanted to do a play on it or I just wanted to call it the Magic Faraway Tree because I really like those the Magic Faraway Tree the Magic could... Very Close Tree yeah I was going to say like <laughs> the Magical the Magic Nearby Tree maybe yeah, yes. something like that but I'll, I'll work on that in my head alright yeah. Tully what? lots of gold yes what happens so all seems well it, it actually seems that everything's fantastic you see the lights are on in, in the mansion more rooms than one more often than not which is very unusual. Uh, until one day, uh, you see from, from around the back of the house uh, a very grumpy old man uh, hobbling around from the bottom floor uh, in his nightgown. And out of the back window, there is a, uh, a string of sheets that have been tied together. He's climbed down from the second floor. And as he limps around down into town, you can see him coming from a long way. It takes him a long time to walk down. And he finds whoever will help him. Some friendly adventurers, perhaps. I've given up on company. I just want some peace and quiet. Please! That darn fool has ruined everything. Um, and he asks you to go and please just fix things. His, his house is chaos. So as the adventurers will, will come up to, uh, to explore, to try and clear the house, uh, make it peaceful again, upon the door they see a, a sigil carved in that uh, if, if we have any people... Uh, knowledgeable in the arcane they could potentially translate says uh, your wish has been granted by Rennick the wish giver Rennick the wish giver Rennick the wish giver and that's then Rennick the wish giver is the name yeah so he's ruined everything He's ruined everything. You're right. Oh, I, my, my, my lovely monkey's paw, for some reason, one of the fingers is all curled up. That's, oh, <laughs> why has it done that? Okay. Well, so in this mansion on the island, that's not the name, but that is the description mm-hmm. of what it is. Um, if they follow this strange, not 
entirely unappealing smell. They'll find their way to a banquet hall or a dining room and the table and all the chairs are going to be covered, absolutely covered in teacups and tea sets of of almost one singular kind like they'd be made like there are copies and copies and copies of the same teacup and one long dead corpse in one of the seats uh, wearing a funny hat the, I, I no I, hats no it's the mad hatter's tea party oh right no yes, I really yeah. hope this is going the direction I think it's going <laughs> um, and now this is the point where as a as a DM you get to uh, invoke the despair part of of the of, of the inspiration because what you have found is you have found the the mimic's cradle uh, where depending on if you've stolen anything from the mansion that's quite well appointed um, <laughs> if you touch any of the teacups the rest of the mimics in the house are going to rouse themselves and the teacups are all baby mimics. Oh no! And the mimics have been taking over room by room, as they have been breeding, because this is the den of a secret group that was breeding tame mimics. But if you touch the babies, the mimics are going to bite back. That is not the direction I thought this was going, and I love it. <laughs> so this is the mimics' cradle. Uh, so that that's basically you can do what you want with that, yeah. but this is a mansion that's basically all mimics. So they can they can hide out in the rooms that have not been taken over by mimics, the ones that have basically been run down. Um, but any any room in this house that is entirely clean and and well kept that they have passed through, they will need to get back out of, and the mimics will have been awoken. That is the Mimic's Cradle. So, let's go to the Prestige. The magic nearby tree. Yeah, sure. I was just like the magical near-at-hand tree or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I quite like that, actually. Yeah, I think the, near, the magical near-at-hand tree. So, this is a this this turns into... Oh, by the way, my card was plant. Uh, was, Ooh, was my card. So, yeah. Plant. Yeah. So, as... As a, a guideline for this one, I think it should be as part of like a longer journey through the like the Underdark or the realm, the Plane of Fire, that sort of thing, so that you can have the players can have a few long rests where they go into their safe haven of this tree that they they plant every night uh, and notice that things are getting worse. Uh, because like yeah, as you get into the first nights, so like the, the assistants, the servants will be like, oh. This, this place doesn't exactly agree with us. We, we like the open sky. We like the sun. We, like, we, we don't exactly appreciate being underground like this, but we are here to serve, that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, as, as the, the longer you were in there, the more the, uh, like, you can just have little aesthetic mentions that, like, oh, as you're climbing the stairway, you put your hand on the railing and it, like, the, like, one of those little knobs you put on the banisters sort of thing, it just kind of snaps off in your hand. It's like, oh, the wood's got no brittle. And yes, uh, I'd say se- several, se- several um, long rests into your journey. I think that the the party, like they have their long rest, they wake up all rested. They haven't seen the servants for whatever reason. It's like, all right, time to ta- time to ha- get out of here. Time to get on with our day. And they go downstairs, and they find they like get the spade, dig up the seed. Seed's gone, and oh, now no. and now it's a side adventure because the 
the magic of the tree has become slightly warped and the assistants have stolen the seed and now they need to journey into yeah like the root basin basement or something of this place as like a mini dungeon inside a dungeon to get the seed back so that they nice. can they they can be like all right all this back in here let's not let's not plant the tree until we have the open sky above it and that gives and you one of my favorite things which is a a, a complex contractual negotiation yeah D and D yeah exactly <laughs> and then once you finally have the seed back you trade it for a cow yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah yeah um I. I, I do like, yeah, maybe you could also play it if, if you want to be a bit more comedic. At some point, the servants unionize is another way you could do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, no, but I've already I've already done a hook where like servants were unionizing when it was the uh, the familiars, uh, if you recall. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah it's, about that. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a sub, uh, a sub dungeon inside a dungeon just to really, really put, put the... Put the screws in this on a party that's already kind of deep in the shit. This is the punishment for taking a long rest when you shouldn't have. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or taking a gift from the DM for granted. Yeah. yeah. Look, <laughs> look, you're the planting a tree underground. I don't know what you expected. Like, it's on the, on the elemental plane of fire. That's not tree, man. <laughs> Plant it on the, tr- the plane of water. It just grows exponentially. Yeah, just like, hey, you're sleeping in a mangrove now, fool. Um, okay, back to Rennick. Wonderful, back to Rennick, the uh, wish giver. So you open up the doors. And at, at first, things seem pretty normal. It's nothing really going on. It's a, it's a lovely mansion, uh, pretty sparsely laid out. You'd expect there to be you know, furniture and light fittings, and it seems very empty. That is, until you hear a... Something barreling towards you. It's a horse. And screaming around the corner... Uh, comes the wardrobe. Oh, that's not uh, a pony. <laughs> as it charges towards you, mm. and uh, provided it doesn't barrel straight through you on the on the way in, it'll, it'll stop by you and open up its doors and offer you a, a, a number of exquisite outfits. Um, and uh, after the wardrobe, down the stairs come uh, comes a, a chandelier, sort of climbing along the the ceiling, and it lowers itself right down to you, a, a little too low for comfort. Actually, it's rather crowded, mm. and the more you hang around, the, the more the furniture begins to, to come join you in the room. Mm. It, it seems very excited to see you. And uh, if you manage Aww. to wrangle any of these pieces of furniture, uh, inscribed upon them, each and every one, are the words, I wish to never long for company. <laughs> Play with me! <laughs> uh, and so you have to decide if you, uh, if you leave these, these sentient furniture, or if you raise the wish and... Uh, and bring them back to their original state. In, so in the campaign I'm running, that would be like a two-hour-long debate between all the characters, uh, which would end with one of the characters just taking an axe and killing all the furniture. Well, that's... <laughs> what I imagine <laughs> happening is if you do actually, like, remove the marks and you, like, make the, the place ready, that the merchant is so, so upset with all of this furniture that he just demands you take it outside, break it up and burn it, um, and makes you burn all these em- empty wooden pieces that you that had formerly had life in front of your eyes yeah. also, um, also forgetting sorry that uh, my, in my campaign at least a couple of members of the party would be like I wonder if you can eat this furniture and get splinters in his mouth yeah um, God. but I actually had friendly NPC and my idea oh. is that uh, Renick the wish giver uh, is a regular 
a, a, a regular sort of side character that can show up when things when you need a bit of a comedic break to do the monkey's paw to a stranger and you've got to fix things behind them. Nice. Okay. Yeah. No. I think that that's fun. That's that that is a fun kind of recurring NPC. That is it's like oh, he just means well, but gosh, he really really <laughs> meant well. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry, Mister. Oh no. I don't. I done it again. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I think Renick is is fun. So Renick the wish. Renick the wish giver. The wish giver. Okay. So uh, back in <laughs> the uh, the the. Mimic Cradle, did I say? Uh, yes, Mimic's Cradle. Mimic's Cradle. Uh, so there's a couple things you could do. I had both Secret Group and Lost Treasure. Oh. So I think these tame Mimics are the Lost Treasure and the Secret Group were the group that was breeding them. So, mm. um, And so I think you could reward good roleplay in this particular <laughs> horrible situation um, with perhaps the uh, a Mimic... Uh, a baby mimic bonding to characters and getting a familiar, um, and and all all that that entails. Uh, if perhaps they find the the command words that the mimics are all trained with, all bred with, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then you could have like a fun a fun hat that also likes to eat birds every now and then. Animal handling, you reckon? Good skill for that. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? I, I love um, the idea of where a familiar would be transforms into whatever animal uh, <laughs> this one is yeah. transforms into any inanimate object. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like the, the idea of like carrying a teacup around on your shoulder. <laughs> just have an umbrella with you. <laughs> um, yeah, because this could be a horrible... Like, if you have a murder hobo party, like, this could be a deadly, deadly encounter. But if you have a party that's just trying to escape and not do any damage, um, then then you could possibly reward them. I also love the idea of the swarms and swarms of baby mimics with, like, a, a big boss... Like, <laughs> a big boss mother mimic. Well, the dining table. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea of having, like... You know, you could go on a, like once you found found out their mimics, go on a rampage and destroy a bunch of uh, these teacup shaped ones, and Why then not? yeah, the dining table just snaps shut on you. Yeah, and <laughs> just that realization that oh, there's more. Mm. Ah. <laughs> or just just the uh, the tea tray on on wheels just kind of like eerily wheels into the room behind you, just just to see what you're doing to the baby. The fireplace wanders in. <laughs> also, like the the teacup with teeth as well. That reminds me of like that's uh, an actual piece of equipment for the um, the international standard cup of tea is like a little a little pot with like serrations in it, and that's how you pour the tea out. And so it's like maybe you have some maybe you have a picture of that in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, I also really like the idea that anything that you touch just sticks to you. And so yeah, you, you end up just a party f- just rolling around in, in the hallway carpet. Katamari Damacy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, those have been our uh, hooks for this week. I had the Mimic's Cradle. Uh, the Magical Near at Hand Tree. The Magical Near at Hand Tree. And Renick the Wishgiver. And Renick the Wishgiver. So if you want to use any of those in your games, please feel free to that is why we do this and that is why you listen um if you want to use them for anything other than that though you need to take a couple things into consideration or no uh, 
I've got to take a deep breath. So, drum roll. <laughs> we are produced under a Creative Commons Attribution, no derivatives, non commercial, international license, 4.0 international license, which means that you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit. Do not use the material for commercial purposes and do not remix, transform, or build upon the material in any way. Copyright for the original stories remains with the author and may not be used, duplicated, or changed in any way without specific written permission from us, the author. So, uh, let us know how it goes in your game. We would like to know. And until then, I've been Zane C. Weber, here with... Dom Gilfoyle. Where I, can they find you? Whoa, I was... Whoa. I no, was gonna I'm, say, whoa. I'm in charge of this podcast. I was going to say it. Uh, you can also find me on the Mistone Museum of Mystery, Morbidity and Mortality, an audio series that I write, perform and then produce myself. We're back for season two. Check it out. And Tully Grimley. Yes, uh, if you like what uh, I ramble on about, you can hear more of my ramblings uh, as well as two of my co-hosts and occasional guests at Hook. As a, uh, this is Hooked uh, on Dungeon Deep Dive every second Wednesday, uh, where we do a deep dive into different aspects of fantasy world building. This is Hooked. Well done. Yes. Whoa. Until then, keep playing games, everybody. Do it. Bye. Do it. Play games. Do it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 